Hey, are you here? Hmm? Well, knowing you, yeah, yeah, you're here. So welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour, supplier of broadcast interviews as seen in the New York Times, Entertainment Tonight, and HuffPost. Hey, we've got an interview today that Paul E. Leslie did in Key West, Florida with comedic musicians and entertainers Pete Jarvis and Wayne Hammond of the famed duo Pete and Wayne. They were wildly popular and played at the Sloppy Joe's Bar in Key West for more than 22 years. Sadly, Wayne Hammond passed away in 2018. This was recorded on the balcony of Sloppy Joe's on Duval Street in Key West. The original sound quality was, well, it sounded like it was recorded on Duval Street. But thanks to audio restoration, wow, listen, it sounds better than ever. Make a beverage or a cocktail and enjoy listening to this one. I think there was some wisdom in these two comedians and musicians, Pete and Wayne. And keep in mind, Pete Jarvis is hitting the road this summer with Larry Strickland. That act is called Tipsy and the Donuts. So be sure and tell them the Paul Leslie Hour sent you. And of course, you can always support this program, this very program, not only by listening to this content, which we thank you for doing, but also by going to www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. Oh, you can help a lot. Now, let's hear that interview with Pete and Wayne, recorded on Duval Street in November of 2006, right here on the Paul Leslie Hour. We're sitting on the balcony above one of the most famous bars in the country, Sobby Joe's down here in Key West, and I'm with the one and only Pete and Wayne Show. Wow. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Welcome to our bar. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell me, how did you guys meet one another? <laughs> Shall I tell the real story? Well, yeah, you Should could. Uh, Green Prisons. <laughs> we don't really like to tell people that on the radio, but yeah, it's crazy. We were soulmates. Soulmates. So we were lovers. One guy. Not. Yeah, that was back then. Yeah. That, once we got out of prison, uh, no attraction. He found a girlfriend and broke my heart. Are you serious? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You wanted to hear the real story. Yeah, let's hear the real Come story. On, How'd you guys meet? Um. He was standing on the side of the road, and uh, the guy I was playing with, he, at the time, he had long, stringy blonde hair. And uh, he was a bass player in town, and I needed a bass player. And I went by him, and I said, hey, I got a gig tonight. My bass player just comes out of town. I want a gig. And he said, yeah, yeah. So I brought him in, and the first night he played, he had long, stringy blonde hair. And he just stood there. didn't really say anything. The next night, he came back in, and... He had his ponytail, long ponytail, and he played, and we got at the end of the gig, and at the end of the gig, he took off his cap, and he had taped his ponytail to his cap and shaved his head, and at the end of the night, to say goodnight to the crowd, took off his cap, and that stringy blonde hair was 
Taint fluids. I gave that ponytail to charity, by the way. Some, some uh, lucky person has a wig. So after he did that, I thought, yeah, let's do a default. So what are your last names? I wondered this. We, we don't really want to put that on the radio. I'll put it on. Wayne Hammond. Wayne Hammond, like the organ. Pete Jarvis, like the... Like the Jarvis. Yeah, the Jarvis. Like Dr. Jarvis. So how did you guys end up in Key West? I actually came down for... Uh, I, I was in the middle of a really bad divorce and I came down here and said, fuck this. Um, came down here and ended up having a great time. So I've here ever since. I actually came down uh, 13 years ago from New York City for a two-week gig down the street, and I never left. I'm still here. Out of all the places in Key West, you play almost exclusively at Softy Joe's. The Pete and Wayne Show, yes. yes. We, we are exclusive. Yeah. What about Sloppy Joe's do you think makes you guys fit in? Um, liquor. And the biggest stage in town. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. Biggest stage in town. Plenty of room to do all kinds of crazy shit. Are either of you guys married? I am married. I am not married. But he has been married. Many times. Many times. I've got tested the waters in many aspects of marriage. And uh, I have to say, uh, not really good water. <laughs> Working okay for me so far. How long have you been married? I've been married for six years now. On December 18th, that's my anniversary, honey. His wife is a really wonderful person. She's got a great sense of humor and a really bad sense of smell. She does, <laughs> she does all of our books. Yeah, she does do all our business. Out of all the songs that you guys do, which one do you think probably is... is the Pete and Wayne signature song you guys are remembered for the most. Most indicative Pete and Wayne song. Well, we have, uh, I would hate to say it, but uh, Fuck You song. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Fuck You uh, song is one that uh, most people remember us for. That and the 7-Eleven. The 7-Eleven song. Yeah. That's our big hit. <laughs> Is it all that it seems like it is? Because, I mean, I've seen you guys for the last few years, and it almost seems like it's a fantasy, you know? I mean, you guys get to go on stage and insult people, and then they cheer you for it. Uh, we you like get to drink on your job. We get to drink on the job. Uh, we do it. Uh, we get to insult people. I think uh, we do it for the rest of the service industry in Key West. Waitresses, bartenders who are not allowed to insult people. We kind of do it for them. Give them a chance to yell. Yeah, plus we like to have people yell at us. I used to yell, you suck. And we didn't really have a song that really fit that. So we rewrote the words and said, fuck you. What is one of the best things about living down here in Key West? Not freezing your ass off. Yeah, the weather. <laughs> Absolutely. And having a job where you work four hours a day, get to drink, and, and uh, have a good time. Yeah. One of those jobs where you can show up to work with no money, 
leaves with more money than you came in with drunk. <laughs> uh, it's, not, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it used to be before we actually did this that we would go out drinking and spend a lot of money. And then we found this job and realized, well, that cost us a cent. Can you paint Pete being an unmarried guy? Do you think that maybe it would be hard to ever go and be married having given up marriage in the past? Um, I could be married again. I got just uh, being unmarried in this town and at our job, if you look at it, you know, it looks very glamorous. But if you look at the demographic of the uh, single women that come to see it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not, that's a lot. Uh, you know, I mean, there's uh, the occasional, but uh, yeah, generally, uh, you're better off finding a woman sticking with it down here. Yeah? Yeah, yeah I safer. think. Definitely <laughs> For safety's sake. I'm sure this being a, a town known for debauchery, there have been some crazy things that have happened during your, your shows. What's the, one of the craziest things that's ever happened at a Pete and Lynn show? I would say the uh, two long-haired guys from Boston. Yeah, two long-haired guys from Boston that wanted to kick our ass for not playing Aerosmith. It was pretty good. They attacked us on stage. Uh, and I got kicked out of the bar, and they still wanted to fight. We were still playing. So <laughs> I told them after the gig we'd come fight with them. But apparently they'd been arrested uh, again. Again, yeah, again. They, they, they were out. And uh, I say for me, very exciting uh, having my, my wife come in with me between uh, four breasts on stage with my head directly uh, lodged between four breasts. And then being able to say, honey, it's my job. I have to do this. I have to do this. And there was a time that uh, we were doing a gig, and it was our last set. We had taken a break, and his wife came in all teary and crying. And uh, we still had another set to do. And she came in to let Wayne know that their house was on fire and that the fire department had put it out. But there was, it was still smoldering. It was still yeah. smoldering. And uh, rather than, you know, like stop the show and everything, he got back up on stage and did the last set while his house was still smoldering. That, that was my book. I took three shots at the tequila. And after that, we didn't care. Yeah. Let the sucker burn up then. <laughs> burn him down the house. Whatever. That's why, uh, that's why we have insurance, I guess, yeah. Well, theoretically. Theoretically. Although I might say insurance hasn't really paid me yet. So, uh, did you guys ever see yourself doing a serious kind of ballad together? Did you ever see that happening? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> no. Oh, that would be serious. I mean, it's not like we couldn't do it. I mean, we could if we set our minds to it, but that's not what we're all about. This this relationship, as far as friends, is, you know, we, we look for the humor in, in society and humans, and we try to uh, take a mirror and point it at people and let them look at it and see it and go, wow, yeah, you know, yeah, they, they got a point. We are like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of what we say is it's kind of offensive to some people, but it's also fairly socially relevant sometimes. I mean, we're talking about stuff that really happens, and we say stuff that a lot of people won't say. They're just afraid to say it. They're like, we have a venue, and if people get pissed off, well, you know, they can leave. 
Well, you know, the prime example is the 7-Eleven song, which is holding up a mirror saying, take with our society. And, yeah, you know, it may piss off somebody from the Far East, but it's factual. I mean, at the time when we wrote it, it was before 9-11, and there were people buying up all our 7-Eleven. Fair enough. And, and we've tried not to let 9-11 change our life that much because uh, apparently, uh, you know, the whole the government's going crazy making that vain force on everything. And it happened. It sucked. It was horrible. I lived in New York City. You know, I mean, I realized the horror of it, but, you know, it's, uh, you can't just keep uh, dwelling on it. You can't, you can't just bring it up every time something goes wrong as a government saying, well, 9-11, 9-11, That just sucks. That's just a cheap way out, I think. And yeah, plus, 9-11, after 9-11, I can't count that high. After that. <laughs> 9-11, okay, what comes after that? Uh, I don't know. It's funny, because when I was walking through the town, I had, you know, I was thinking about how I was going to do this interview. I kept seeing signs everywhere that say, that said, restrooms are for customers. <laughs> well, we try to, uh, we try to have people that aren't drinking there not pee there. Yeah, exactly. Well, I understand their, their feelings. Is anything on the horizons with Pete and Wayne? Well, we're getting ready to do a new uh, CD. Uh, summer tours, we, we take off every summer. We're down here exclusively in the winter. And in the summer, we take off. We go all over. We do uh, Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, New England, all over New England, New York. Well, we travel around doing it for a couple of months. And I, that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Maybe Georgia someday. Yeah, no, but if they'll have us. Our, our thing with uh, Atlanta is every time we drive through, we hate it. Oh, yeah, why is that? The traffic traffic. Yeah, the traffic sucks. The traffic's bad. bad. And the weather's always bad. It's always raining. Traffic sucks. Uh, Athens, though. We haven't been to Athens. I've been to Athens, but I mean, Athens is that's a killer town. Not on Sunday. Except for the no beer on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That clear. <laughs> That's why we won't play there. On yeah, yeah. Oh, we won't play there on Sunday. We'll do Saturday night, though. <laughs> but Saturday night at midnight. Come on, right? Yeah. 11.30. 11.30. It's 11.30. Oh, yeah. my God. Really? Okay, so we'll we're going to get a lot of beer as part of the rider. Now, the bars, that's for purchasing alcohol. The bars are open until 2 now. On Sundays? No, the bars are closed completely. Saturday at 2 a.m., they're just closed. You can get alcohol with food, like at a restaurant. <laughs> that was in Georgia that that happened. They may have changed it. You told me about the steak dinner. Yeah, yeah, steak and ale. That was uh, steak and no ale. <laughs> Not really much of a bargain for me. I thought it sucked. But, uh, but you stop for steak and ale, you expect to have ale. Now, we stopped at Steak and Shake. We could understand. Yeah. yeah. Steak would have been okay. But uh, it's an ale on the side. Yeah, but I, I'm figuring uh, you smart people in Athens probably have enough beer chucked uh, <laughs> away for Sunday nights. It's funny because back in Athens, there's a whole thing going on about that right now. They're actually, they're, they're is the, the local government there is trying to get the bars to close earlier. You'd think that they would be, like, trying to move forward, you know? But they're yeah. trying to get them to close earlier, and the reasoning behind that is because it will give the street cleaners time to clean up. Uh, that sounds like bullshit to me. It sounds lame. Yeah. 
What were you? What kind of bands? I'm guessing that you guys were in other bands before you guys oh, yeah. met. Yeah, yeah. We come from uh, two different musical genres. Uh, I I grew up in a. Uh, I've been playing music all my life, but I, I grew up doing the funky Neil Youngish, Bob Dylanist kind of uh, background. But I also played in like uh, the Grateful Dead bands for years. Whereas he had a whole jazz background, rock and yeah, roll. Yeah, kind of more funk. East Cleveland funk. Chris uh, Stone, that sort of thing. Well, what's our common denominator, though, that we both... I, I guess rock and roll, like classic rock. Classic rock. Yeah, yeah I can get yeah. with that. You know, I like we folk music in its place. We both had bands where, you know, we both played, like, uh, Zeppelin and Alice Cooper. And Alice Cooper is a big one that we share. Absolutely. Given that this show is broadcast all over the world through the powers of the internet, my final question to you guys is: What would you, Pete and Wayne, like to say to the world? Uh, stop killing each other just for a second. Uh, have a cocktail. If you're some kind of a religious extremist, you suck, and cut it out. I guess my message would be uh, that the same thing. Stop, take a look at yourself, look in the mirror, and realize that same person that you're hating is having all the same emotions and feelings that you're having and doing all the same stuff that you do, whether it be subversive sexual ex- exploration or or masturbation. I mean, it's still, it's still every human being in the world alive today has the same life that we all share. And, and if we all yeah. think, yeah, Pete and Wayne, we're all about Pete. It's all about Pete through, uh, through uh, uh, having a good time and, and having a couple of cocktails. And, uh, and yeah, just, uh, you know, evil is uh, on all sides. It, it sucks, but, I mean, you know, I just see, uh, I don't know, I, it, it's hard to even say because so many people are just being so nasty right now. Yeah. Everybody else, there's almost no acceptance in the world of any other cultures. You know, open up a little bit. You know? You, uh, you, I have a falafel. Lots of all soup. What's up? I, I get a kick out of people that consider us evil. Yeah. Yeah, people consider what we do evil, and and, and it's not. I mean, our, our true message is, you're just human. Correct. Don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah, we actually did have a guy one time say that we are everything that's wrong with America. Really? And I would say, uh, we really haven't watched CNN lately, but uh, I don't <laughs> think we are. That's all I'll say. And uh, the, the, the one that got to me was a woman that emailed Sloppy Joe's to let him know that uh, she had come in to have a meal. And when we got up on stage, she found us to be sexual perverts, uh, borderline stalkers. Yeah, borderline. Oh, what a psychiatrist! If you're out there, ma'am, we're looking for you. So, how would you guys get pinned with a stalker? I think I, I, you know what? She was a very prim and proper woman that didn't know what we did. Came into a world famous bar, sat down, ordered dinner, and we got up on the microphone and said, "You know, this is graphic. If you're easily offended, please leave." 
And so, and then she had the audacity to email the general manager of Slavics to complain about the sexual perverts. I heard the one that stood out was the quote that she said is, if I ever found myself alone with Pete or Wayne in a room, I would be afraid. And you should be. That sounds like a fantasy to me. <laughs> it sounds like that's really what she wants. And she doesn't want to admit it to you. So, ma'am, if you're out there on the world with... Uh, internet, uh, hey, you know, we're, we're available for parties. <laughs> but just you and us, okay? No guests. Yeah. And then we get to email you back. Yeah, and we'll use our minivan. I got one more question. What do you guys think about, and be honest, this show's always been about honesty, so be honest. What do you guys think about all the Buffett fans that are in town? I love the Buffett fans. And, and Jimmy Buffett actually likes our stuff. Yep. I mean, and I've, I've had people that were at the studio with it. In between breaks, they play our CDs. And when they're like recording stuff. And so, yeah, we like Jimmy Buffett just fine. He's like a good guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Nice. He does good things for the world. And he, he writes good stuff. He's got some great songs. Unfortunately, the ones that uh, suck get played more. Yeah, he's got a lot better I songs. I think he has like, so many points. songs that people don't. If you're out there on the Buffett thing, Listen to all of it. There's so many good songs, I think. Buffett has, like, great songs, and you only hear, like, the same five. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I think kind of sucks. I, I think it's kind of lame. I think Jimmy Buffett is a, a very down-to-earth kind of guy that just got caught up in this, this whirlwind of notoriety. So now he can't be like, you know, like he wanted to come in and see our show, but didn't because, you know, that word got out that Buffett was showing up, and everybody wanted to show up and see if he was here, you know. Yeah, yeah I think so sucks, man. Actually, I was at a bar, this about... Eight years ago, Buffett came in with a couple guys in his band, Finnegan's, and uh, the band was playing. These guys got up on stage, Jimmy and his and the Mayor Brothers. Oh yeah, and uh, they played five Beatles tunes and left. That was really cool. They didn't even play a Buffett song, which was yeah, you could have. It would have been great, but it was so cool that he went up and like, I don't want to play my music. And we find that uh, the Jetpack clubs throughout America, whenever we're in their town, they all get together and they come out to see us, even though yeah. we don't do Buffett. And, and we're we're quick to say we don't do the buffet. Yeah, well, we're 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 all about the paradise. People that want to have a good time. I think it's all unite. about the attitude. I think it's attitude. Yeah, yeah they want to unite and have fun. That's that's all. That's all we want to do. Unite and have a good time. And I think that's the paradise we're all about. Unity. And it just so happened Jimmy Jimmy was the catalyst that brought them all together and the face picked it up. But you know, people ain't and down they'll show up too and have a good time. Yeah, we love, we love the journal. And we want to say it is uh, ironic that they call it the meeting of the minds. I saw that too. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's not a whole lot of thought going into the whole thing. But, but I mean, it's a beautiful thing. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great time. And you know, all our parrot head people out there, we just want to say, you know, love you guys. Thanks for supporting us. You know, though we don't do Buffett. You know, we don't do Buffett, but you still support us. And you, you appreciate that we don't do Buffett, which is cool. I imagine being in Key West, you guys get asked to play Margaritaville constantly. It happens. What do you say to that? No. <laughs> you know what? I bet you Jimmy feels like saying that, too. Yeah. He doesn't have a choice. Yeah. He has to. We don't, you know. Well, it's like going to Jimmy Buffett in the same place, 7-Eleven. Yeah. He would yeah. yeah. It's like the Stones still have to play Satisfaction. I'm sure they're pretty sick of that one by now. Yeah, that's true. And they still do it, you know. You know I'm thinking we ought to teach Jimmy how to sing Fuck You. 
He'll <laughs> start playing. Yeah, that fuck it. If you want to learn the fuck you song, I think it would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we we would give it to you next time you see our request is Marguerite Bill. Play it. Oh. Oh. We're there for you. We'd be honored. No royalties required. Email us, PeteEdWayne.com. I don't want to take up too much of your guys' time, but I was just thinking, of the other Key West musicians, who would you guys give the nod to? Michael McLeod. Michael McLeod. Uh, Corey Hayden, for yeah. sure. Wow, well, down, man. Robert Albury, the king of soul. Barry Cuda. Barry Cuda, the yeah. king of whatever the fuck it is he does. He does uh, ragtime piano. Ragtime piano. Yeah. I mean, there's so Jerry many. Lee Lewis kind of So stuff. many good musicians in this town. That, and, that and, that's hard to even say. I mean, yeah. we have so many good people, you know. For an island this size, we're compacted. So when it comes to uh, songwriting, uh, I have to say Michael McLeod. Yeah, Michael McLeod. Yeah. And Dave Goodman, who's no longer here, but yeah, I gotta give him a shout out. Yeah, he was Dave awesome. He still is good, but he's not. He still is good, but he just doesn't look here. But uh, yeah, and I, I, you know, anybody that's actually good enough to get a gig at a bar, because uh, I mean, you could kind of suddenly get a gig here, but it won't last that long. Yeah, you actually have to be pretty good player, you know, can't suck. Which is cool. Although there are some that do. <laughs> There's people that suck and I'm not going to name any names, but uh, you know who you are. i got to say, that was a kick-ass cover of Ring of Fire you guys did. I really liked that. That was... Yeah, we, we kind of jazzed it up a little bit and brought it up a little more rocky and there's a, it's more of a, an emotion when I, I get play to play it. with a pick. I, I get an emotion out of it when we do it. You know, we break into that. There's something about that chord I play and that rhythm. It just goes through me, and all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, I'm on stage. I'm doing Johnny Cash, and it sounded good. Yeah. You know, I, I love that. Yeah. Johnny Cash. And uh, I would like to say for anybody out there that's playing music for a living, keep doing it. So don't shut down. Because somebody says you suck, because it's happened to me plenty of times. And I still do it. Do. Yeah. And, and we still decided to keep up with it. Right. People tell us we suck every day. <laughs> and it hasn't stopped us. And you know what we say to them? Fuck you. <laughs> well, I think that's an appropriate note to close on. Absolutely. I thank you very much for giving me your time. Thank I appreciate you, it. Not a problem. I, I'm, I'm sure the uh, pain will go away after a couple of days. Well, guys, thank you very much. Maybe we can do this again sometime. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, the entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.